Welcome to the Relax It's Retirement Podcast with Josh Leonard from Leonard Advisory Group. In this podcast, we help those nearing retirement greet it with a well-prepared smile. Join Josh and his guests to learn the retirement and tax planning tips you need so you too can live your golden years with the happiness and excitement you deserve. Hear stories from his years of experience to help you transition into a fun and intentional retirement. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Relax It's Retirement podcast with your host, Josh Leonard, where we talk about transitioning into retirement with intent. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, Josh. You've been running me through the ringer already this morning. I know all kinds of equipment set up here in Southwest Michigan. We're in the middle of an office move. So bigging, moving into a bigger office space. But that means I'm working out of my house now, which isn't the ideal setup. As I'm going to say to you, yes, same thing I say to my dog. You're lucky you're cute. Ah, fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it, Wendy. Uh, All right. I, do, I did want to ask, though, uh, how was Niagara Falls? Did you, <laughs> did you lick any handrails? Josh and I had this conversation last time about how his son licked the handrail at uh, one of the um, amenities they had at, at Niagara Falls. So I took a picture of myself pretending to lick the the handrail and a woman was standing there laughing her butt off at me. And I was like, it's a private joke. <laughs> you got to promo the podcast there, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I should have held it, handed out business cards. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll send some your way. I'll send some your way. <laughs> I think you could kind of tell in the picture that I wasn't really licking it. Cause I wasn't willing to go that far. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, we were, um, I was in the car with my in-laws and my wife recently. We listened to that podcast and uh, they had a good laugh on that little <laughs> banter at the beginning. So just thought I'd follow up on that. Okay. Thank you. I, I do. I almost forgot. I don't know how I could have. So <laughs> uh, what will we be talking about today? Today, we're going to talk about a end of year financial checklist. So trying to make sure your finances are in order as we end the year. So, you know, kind of like your yard here in Southwest Michigan, I'm sure it's the same for you, Wendy. It's kind of that time of the year where you start to unhook the hoses, bring them inside, rake up the leaves, get the yard cleaned up for winter, right? Maybe cut the grass one last time and uh, prepare for winter. So we kind of want to do the same thing here, wrap up things for the year with our finances. So does that mean that we get all of our receipts and we rake them up like we do leaves and then throw them in the garbage? (laughs) Well, um, hopefully that wasn't the case, <laughs> uh, but we'll go through a few points here. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, if well, that's a separate discussion, Wendy, if you're just keeping your receipts in a pile on your floor in order to be raked up, we got a lot of steps to take from there. You got a lot of, you got a lot of work with me, Josh. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, and, and that's it. You know, a lot of times when we meet with folks, we do see, you know, not not to that degree, but just some disorganization in finances. So much like the spring, when we do some spring cleaning, the end of the year can be a great time to just kind of review our finances, make sure and we're in good shape. So, you know, the first one that I wanted to talk about today is just asset and debt issues. So, you know, look at at your accounts in general, right? So take a look, see if there's any losses or gains in your taxable investment accounts and see if it makes sense to make any last year or end of year tax moves there. So maybe selling off some highly appreciated stock if you're falling in a 0% capital gains tax bracket. 
Now I know, Wendy, you say, yeah, Josh, I don't know what any of that means. And, well, and I know what capital gains taxes, but I know that it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, then that's one way to check that off your list. But, you know, for some listeners, if you're unsure of that, that's a great thing to reference with your accountant or your financial advisor. Just check in and say, hey, you know, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to do something with this before the end of the year. Many times, especially for retirees, we'll find, hey, you know what, you could sell some of your stock and not actually pay a gain on it. So although you don't need the money now, let's sell it. Let's realize that gain at a 0% tax bracket. And then in the future, when we need that money, there's less pent up gain there, which most likely will mean you're paying a little bit less in taxes. I like it. Another big one with assets is taking your RMDs or your required minimum distributions. This uh, is the biggest IRS penalty if you do not take your required minimum distributions in time. Um, So those need to be taken by the end of the year. Required minimum distributions has become more confusing to folks because it used to be a 70 and a half, then it was 72, and now it's 73. So uh, for this year, this year, it's 73. If you turn 73 this year, you've never taken an RMD in your life. You need to take it for this year. Okay. Uh, Most of your investment accounts, they'll send out a letter reminding you of that as well. Um, So, you know, make sure to do that. It is a big penalty if you don't do it. Um, So make sure it's done by the end of the year. I'd also say general guidance on that is processing times have been slow for a lot of large companies over the last group of years. So don't send it in on the 28th of December, expecting it to be done by the end of the year. Let's get it done, you know, at the the first week of December is is a good practice. Okay, that sounds good. So the next area I wanted to talk about today, Wendy, was tax planning. So we touched on that a little bit in reviewing those accounts, but we can also dig a little bit deeper. So maybe we're looking at selling a stock that's done quite well this year, and we know we're not falling in a 0% capital gains tax bracket. Maybe we have a carry forward loss where we lost some money last year, we sold some positions to reallocate our portfolio, maybe we have a loss that we could use to offset that. Again, another reason to review those counts and kind of look at it, see if you can decrease uh, that taxation a little bit there as well. Uh, I also think about the end of the year as a charitable time, right? Mm -hmm. We, We oftentimes are looking to give, whether it's things like Toys for Tots or other people in need to make sure that they are also enjoying the holidays. Um, A great way to give tax advantageously is through a qualified charitable distribution. Uh, So if you are over age 70 and a half, you can take a distribution from your IRA, send it direct to the charity, and it's a non-taxable event. It's not a tax deduction. Like if you write a check to the local charity, if it's going direct, it's a non-taxable event. Got it. Uh, I think another good one to think about by the end of the year is looking at things like inheritance, stock options, bonuses, and how that might impact your taxes for the year end. So you're prepared, right? Maybe you received a large amount of money in from an inheritance or something like that. We want to make sure that we're withholding or having enough money on the sidelines to pay the taxes for that. So you have to take out taxes for any inheritance that you receive. Depending on your state, there's different rules. So different states have different rules. Uh, Typically, if you're settling in a state, um, you know, the estate planning attorney can help give you some guidance on that. 
But many times people will receive maybe a small IRA from mom and dad, decide to cash it all out, and they didn't really plan for the proper tax withholding on that. So it could have been maybe $20,000. You didn't withhold any taxes. Well, at the end of the year here, let's make sure we don't spend all that money on holiday gifts. Let's make sure we set some aside to pay the taxes. Hmm. Now, I want to keep it all. Yeah, we all do. Uh, but <laughs> Uncle Sam wants to keep it all, too. So, you know, he'll win. Uh, yes, he will. <laughs> all right. What else have we got? I think the other thing to think about as the year ends is cash flow issues. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're maximizing our contributions to tax advantaged accounts like HSAs or maybe even your 401k, making sure you're getting enough money in there as you possibly can by the end of the year. Um, you know, ideally up to the limit, but you know, what does that mean for holiday spending? Right. Cause December typically is the month where we all spend too much money and try to forget about it. And then in January, we're going to fix <laughs> our whole life. Right. That's the cycle we go through. So we get, we get fat on Turkey, spend too much money. And, uh, then we fix our whole lives in January. So yes. uh, we can be okay with that, but let's make sure we have the appropriate cash flow to make that happen where we're not getting into trouble. Um, HSAs are something we've talked about in the past, Wendy, where this is what we'd call triple tax-free money. You put the money in without paying taxes, the money grows without paying taxes, and then you can distribute the money without paying taxes as long as it's for medical expenses. So this is a great thing, especially for retirees. The reality is you're going to have some medical expenses in retirement, right? Right. So if we can stash away that money and maximize those contributions in our years leading up to retirement, we'll have more money for um, retirement in the future. Now, there is a lot of rules around HSAs. In particular, you need to have a high deductible health insurance plan to even be eligible to contribute to one. If it's available through your employer, it's available to you. You're allowed to contribute to it. So let's make sure you get those maximum distributions in there. Another thing is 529 plans. So if, uh, you know, if you're younger with young kids like me, we want to make sure we're maximizing those contributions for the year as well. Uh, In Michigan here and also in Pennsylvania, it helps reduce your state taxes. Uh, So that's good, right? We always want to reduce taxes. So that's an advantageous account. If you're a grandparent, you can also contribute to your grandkids. Uh, wink there to, hint, hint. to Grandpa Billio, you know, if you're <laughs> listening. Uh, you know, feel free to give that big holiday gift. Um, but in all seriousness, the fourth that is, or fifth time you've mentioned that. I know. Podcast. Well, they do. They do. Every every holiday and birthday, they put a little into the kids' 529 plan. Gotcha. Um, another great thing, we want to make sure we have enough cash to sustain those checks uh, through the end of the year. So kind of planning out here before we get through this really busy season of the year, uh, we want to make sure that we have enough cash to achieve those goals as well. Um, So insurance, uh, is yeah. there ever a time when we're not going to have to worry about insurance? Um, No, I think the answer. No, is- no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so should we add uh, the only certainty is insurance death and taxes. Should we make that a, a three thing now? I guess it, well, at death, yeah, you're not worried about taxes or, <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. So, uh, you know, insurance planning for the end of the year now is open enrollment for a lot of employers. So a lot of people are reviewing those benefits. So making sure that you have a plan that fits your needs, 
uh, is good if you're still working. If you're retired and on Medicare, it's a great time to review your drug plan, uh, see if you need to make any changes there before the end of the year. In terms of uh, flexible spending accounts, so if you have a flexible spending account, uh, make sure that you're you're spending that money down, taking advantage of those. So make sure that you know all of your options within that. Can I ask you a question? And this is something that's always kind of baffled me. What is the difference between the flexible spending account, which is what I believe I have, mm. and the what you were mentioning earlier for the um, savings, uh, health savings account? Because I have to spend most of my money. I don't get to carry it over. That is the primary difference, Wendy. The HSA, you can think of as a retirement type account where you can continue to contribute to that. The FSA, you need to take the money out by the end of the year. So, um, you know, if you have a lot of money in your FSA and doesn't look like you're going to have the medical expenses to match with it, you can go on the FSAstore.com and buy a ton of unneeded medical goods. Yeah, I buy uh, usually a couple of pairs of glasses. <laughs> yeah, so I, and it's it's sort of I, I I say that tongue in cheek, but really use the money. Um, right. I mean, you can buy things like foam rollers. Maybe if you work out a lot, maybe mm. there's something there that qualifies. Or sunscreen, sunglasses. Yeah, you a, would a million band aids. Um, <laughs> um, no, but what's the difference? Like, why can't I have the HSA instead of the FSA? Is it just? It depends on my employer. Yeah. It'll be eligibility through the employer and what the employer offers. Many times they're both offered. So again, in this open enrollment time period, that's a good time to review those options. Um, For many folks, they'll have the choice of one or the other. Sometimes company contributions differ between the two. So one might be more advantageous for the other. In general, I like the HSA more because you can accumulate money in there. And, you know, we like talking about accumulating money as financial advisors. And then it helps us have this pool of money for those unexpected health expenses, right? Yeah. Well, thank you. I've been wondering about that for quite some time now, so I appreciate it. Sure. Not a problem at all. Uh, Also wanted to say estate planning. So you may want to take a little time here to review the estate plans. Um, If there's been any family changes, any deaths in the family, additions to the family, you may want to update some of your estate documents around that. Um, Maybe family dynamics have changed. Maybe one of your children recently got divorced or something like that. Um, It's a good time to update it. And as you all sit around the Thanksgiving table, you can it's easy to mentally review that, you know, that. Yeah. Whoever you don't really like, you can write out of the politics. They're out. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The one debating politics is just out. We're done. I'm done arguing with him. He warned you. If you yeah, talk yeah. politics, you're out of the will. That's right. That's right. Um, but realistically, you know, again, we just want to update these things. There's all these horror stories of, you know, people that got divorced 20 years ago and then they pass away and, and the ex-spouse got their whole retirement account because they mm. never updated the beneficiary. Mm-hmm. Just make sure it's in line with your wishes. I'm not saying to disinherit, you know, the slightly goofy nephew, um, unless there's, you know, a bigger reason than he's a little goofy. I didn't say that. I just inferred it. In terms of estate gifting, uh, right now you have an exclusion up to $12.92 million that could go without federal estate tax 
uh, to whoever your beneficiaries are. Now, for most folks listening, that won't be an issue. I would like to have that $13 million estate issue, um, but it's been as low as a million dollars in the past. So many folks that have prudently saved have reached that million dollar limit by retirement. The worst kind of situation is you hit the highest federal estate tax limit and 40% of that money is going to Uncle Sam. We want to avoid that at all costs. Right. One of the ways historically that we've been able to offset some of that and start gifting while we're alive is using the annual gift exclusion. For 2023, it's $17,000. So if you're maybe mid to late retirement, it looks like you're going to have enough money and you want to help out the kids a little bit or help fund the grandkids college, something like that. You can gift up to $17,000 per person. So if we look at it as a a married couple that's looking to gift, each one of them could give a recipient $17,000 without hitting that estate limit. If you have a very sizable estate and you're trying to be more aggressive, well, with the current limit of $12.92 million, you could still gift up to that amount under the current exclusion. If they lower that limit later in your life, you would have used the exclusion while it was higher. So you were gifting at the time, thus it would not be uh, eligible for that high estate tax. So this is a great strategy if you're really focused on passing money on to the next generation. For many folks we work with, it is more looking at reaching that $17,000 limit and saying, hey, you know what? We don't have to file any special paperwork or anything like that. We're just going to gift away the $17,000 you know, per person or per kid, however meets your needs there. Again, something that renews every year. So we, if we haven't taken advantage of it this year, let's take advantage of it uh, before the year end. All right. Sounds good. You know, finally, Wendy, just wrap it up with some general considerations. Um, You know, if you have kids or grandkids looking at attending college, make sure you're looking at any financial aid planning strategies. So any ways to reduce what might be on the FAFSA form, you know, in looking out into the future. I think the other thing to always consider is anticipating new laws that might impact your financial plan in the upcoming year. We just talked about the higher estate planning limit that we're currently under. If there is a law in the works, which there currently isn't anything that looks like it would change. But in general, if we see something that might be a threat to us, maybe we want to make some nudges before the end of the year, start moving into a direction that would help us there. I think with the recent RMD changes, one that we've talked about with folks is, hey, you now have a longer time for Roth conversions. So assuming taxes are um, are set to sunset in 2026, where we'd go back to the old tax brackets, you might be in a higher tax bracket and forced to take that money out as an RMD. So with those future legal changes, as they appear they're going to happen in the future, we may want to be a little bit more aggressive with things like Roth conversions now than in years later when we don't have a choice. Okay, sounds good. All right, so... In conclusion, what what do we have to keep in mind? Yeah, so get all the leaves raked up, Wendy. Get yes. the hose in before it freezes. I know. You don't want that leaky hose all winter, that spigot. And then it won't work in the spring. Yeah. Much like much like your yard work or other things that you wrap up around the home, maybe, you know, uh, making sure that the house is well sealed for the winter once you turn the heat on, all that kind of stuff. We just want to run through all these items 
we talked about today and just kind of check the box off. Say, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to review uh, my investment account a little bit to make sure that, uh, you know, I've taken advantage of any tax strategies I can. Or I've really been talking about selling off that stock. Does it make sense to do it now? Uh, looking at the estate planning, reviewing your medical benefits, making sure you got enough cash to make it through the holidays. So we're not putting it on credit cards. All that kind of stuff is a great way to know if folks are questioning whether or not, um, you know, they're going to fall in a certain tax bracket, this, that, and the other. Reach out to your financial professionals. Um, if you're a client of ours, you know, of course, reach out to us. Give us a call. Uh, we'd be happy to help you. If you're looking for some guidance or maybe looking for a financial professional, we're happy to help you gain a better perspective on your plan overall and see if some of these strategies might be helpful for you. Okay, so what do we got coming up next time? So next time, we'll dig a little bit deeper into some of these tax planning strategies that we mentioned. We'll dig a little bit deeper um, into tax planning for the new year. So how we can look forward and start planning instead of doing it in the fourth quarter, try to make some moves in the first quarter of this next year. Taxes and insurance, man, I'll tell you. I will tell you. Uh, so how can people get in touch with you, Josh, if they have some more questions? Yeah, absolutely. They can give our office a call at 412-998-PLAN. Uh, they can also email me at jleonard at leonardadvisorygroup.com or check out our website at leonardadvisorygroup.com. Okay. Thank you, Josh. And thank you for listening to the Relax It's Retirement podcast. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Relax It's Retirement podcast, the show that helps you transition into a happy, fun, and intentional retirement. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at www.leonardadvisorygroup.com or give us a call at 412-998-PLAN. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Leonard Advisory Group, LLC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service professionals with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.